Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to share our podcast has been nominated in Boise Weekly's annual Best of Boise contest. And while it's an honor to be nominated, I have to admit it would be even more fun to win. If we've helped you connect to the city you love, go to the link in the show notes to vote for us by May 23rd. Thanks, Boise. Today on CityCast Boise, it's hot spring season, but there's a good reason people gatekeep their favorite pools. We've gotten really good at wrecking these natural spas. Last year, I joined Hot Springs expert Emma Arnold to gather everything you need to know before taking a dip. It's Wednesday, January 31st. I'm Frankie Barnhill, and this is what Boise's talking about. Hi, Emma. I'm so excited to talk with you today about this. Yeah, this is a perfect subject. Uh, we're going to talk about Idaho Hot Springs. I don't know why we're known for potatoes. It should be hot springs. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah, let's start a petition because I completely agree. We are so lucky. And if I could just nerd out for a second, because <laughs> um, if I have an opportunity to, I will. Um, I mean, I wasn't a geology major in college, but I feel like maybe I should have been because this stuff is so fascinating <laughs> to me. I mean, okay, so we have the most hot springs of any any state. So it really is a unique and special thing. And honestly, it could have not happened this way. There are so many things in our geological history that like had to come together perfectly for these hot springs. Okay, apparently there was this meteor like 17 million years ago in Oregon. So that was step one. This meteor crashed into Oregon. <laughs> then, of course, there had to be some volcanic activity mixed with also earthquakes and sliding plates and fault lines. Basically, it's like this perfect combination of those, those things that have happened in our geological history that have created so, so, so many hot springs in our state. I think there's over 130 of them. And we take it so for granted. But a lot of times when I've had comedians touring from other states, um, I used to take people up uh, on a, like a run that would go up through Sun Valley and Stanley. And I would always stop and take them to a couple hot springs. And they would just be like, their minds would be blown. They would just be like, what is this? What? And, uh, you know, I, I've been going since I was a kid. Now it seems special, but when I was younger, I was always kind of just like, oh, this is something we do all the time. Yeah, when I first moved here like 11 years ago, it was one of the first things I did was go to, it was actually Skinny Dipper Hot Springs, which maybe we'll talk about <laughs> later, RIP. Uh, but it was so cool because it's it's just such a grounding experience. I mean, literally, and you know, you come upon them and there's this steam that's rising and depending on where you go, you have to work for it. How do you feel about gatekeeping? What do you think? Are you a gatekeeper with your favorite springs or do you tell everybody? I go back and forth with this so much because I do feel like, you know, gatekeeping a lot of times it can come from like a place of privilege and, um, you know, there's a lot of just conversations that have to do with, well, I'm not, I'm not going to share my favorite spot. But I also understand the impulse, especially recently in that Idaho, we've been discovered, we know this uh, now, and our favorite places, our favorite outdoor places. Um, 11 years ago, when I would go to a hot spring, not necessarily would it be packed, but you can basically expect that now, um, no matter where you go. So I go back and forth. What about you? How do you feel about it? You know, 
I'm a gatekeeper. I didn't used <laughs> to are. be. Okay. I didn't used to be. But um, in recent years, I've found that um, like I used to be like, oh, gosh, you have to go to this place and you have to hike to this place. But now I find that I'm more and more like a way to find out more about the person to find out if they're like the kind of person who's going to take care of that natural special place. And if they are, they'll be like, hey, you got to check out our favorite spots. Here's a couple of cool places. Otherwise, I'm like, yeah, man, enjoy the springs. You know, <laughs> have a great yeah. time in Idaho City. Have a great it's time really nice Idaho up there, you <laughs> yeah. know, and I'll steer them towards stuff that I know can't be trashed because it's not it's uh, not a not, you know, not a rustic spring. It's more of a maintained spot, which I think is fine for people who are like, I don't want to pick up my trash. I think they're they're totally fine to maybe not be let in on all of our secret special spots. Yeah, that's probably wise. Yep, it's kind of you gauge, okay, are you going to be a jerk or are you going to be cool? <laughs> yeah, and you know, that has come about, like we were talking before uh, we started recording about, like that has come about because some of our favorite places have been trashed and closed. Like Skinny Dipper was a place, I mean, I spent most of my high school years uh, on the weekends and on the in evenings, like hopping up to Skinny Dipper. We went all the time. And it's closed now. You can't even go up there. And now it's like destroyed. It's not even the hot yeah. spring anymore. I mean, so it's on BLM land. They shut it down in 2015, 2016. And there was some outcry from locals because it was like the closest place from Boise. It was so close. But that meant that it was insanely popular. And yeah, literally, it was it was a skinny dipper hot spring. Uh, the name the name said it all. So you knew what you were expecting when you'd go. But yikes, it got, it was bad. Like three people died at the site oh, over yeah. years. I mean, and yeah, the the sheriffs, they're just constantly being called like, I mean, everything from like domestic violence kind of things going on or, or you know, any kind of like assaults and happening, sexual assaults, wildfires getting sparked. So there was a lot of trash, a lot of bad things happening there. I saw a lot of weird things there, but I think the weirdest thing I ever saw there was uh, one time there was a guy who had a, a grill in the in the pool oh. and he had a little floating table and he was grilling sausages and then like floating it around to share with people and you know nude by the way he was fully nude grilling sausages being like anybody want a sausage I was like I'm good oh, man thank you so much double entendre there <laughs> yeah. there's just so a lot much. happening up so at Skinny much. Dipper <laughs> Oh, my God. The visual of a grill. I can't get over it. A grill in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh, and that was Skinny Dipper. You know, you'd go up there. People would be definitely doing drugs and having sex, but also just trashing it. And yeah. it would be pretty bad sometimes. So and that's, you know, Kirkham as a kid. That was one of our favorite springs. It got closed in 2021 temporarily because the rangers found broken glass and needles and dirty diapers and just mountains of garbage. And they had to close it, which is, you know, there have been plenty of times this last couple of years I've driven by Kirkham and um, as a small couple of pools, it's it small. Is. You see like 40, 50 yeah. people, like 30 cars just packed in. And like every time we drive by, be like, oh, well, of course we're not stopping. And I don't understand people who are like, looks great, hopping in. Let's make some Boise neighbor soup, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Can't wait. Yep, exactly. Let me just sidle well, in next to you, stranger. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. Will you share, though? You've already mentioned Trinity's one of your favorites. What are some of the others that you've you've really enjoyed? 
probably my top three, and this is like when I was a kid, we called fancy hot springs, but it's just more like a pool. It's like a finished hot springs. So Trinity is a gigantic long pool, which is lovely and uh, very deep too, which not a lot of hot springs are. And that, I love it out there. There's cabins you can rent. That's up in Pine. Miracle, uh, which is in Hagerman, about an hour and a half from here. Uh, I cannot recommend Miracle enough. They have private little rooms. I've never been. You haven't been? Oh, it's heaven out there. And then Lava Hot Springs, which is a bit of a hoof from here. There's several different pools there and there's little motels you can stay in and stuff. And it's just, it's very, very cute. And the water is hot, hot, hot. I, um, Gold Fork, that's a fave. Uh, Gold Fork, that's uh, Donnelly area. I mean, the bougiest one, right? Yeah. The Springs in Idaho City. Although I will say Gold Fork, pretty, pretty cute, pretty bougie. It like is when cute. I want to impress somebody from out of state, I will definitely take them to Gold Fork just because it has those rock terraces and it's very outdoorsy. If I bring a friend from like LA or something, I always take them up there because they're like, wow. But the Springs <laughs> also very bougie, very nice. Have you ever done like one of the private rooms? I have. And they're very nice. Um, I went for a bachelorette party. They they rented it and we soaked in there for a while. And yeah, very, very nice. Very cute. Just so insanely booked out. Every time I look, it's like, I want to go soak in a hot spring <laughs> six months from now. Uh, maybe. I'm going to give a little shout out, a little honorable mention to hot springs I accidentally found after I did a show in Idaho Falls one time. And somebody was like, oh, you got to go out to the high seas. Oh. And I, there's a tiny family-owned hot springs just outside of Idaho Falls and just lovely. And it's literally no one from out of town was there. Everybody was like, oh, I live on a farm down the road and like very local, rural feel uh, and just wonderful pool, wonderful. And the water comes out really strong, like from the ground right there. It's like wow. flowing hard. And so you can stand like right where the water is coming out and it feels really amazing. Oh, that's cool. That that sounds awesome. Okay. I'm going to remember that one because, yeah, I haven't done much in eastern Idaho. I've done like into Montana because there's that whole, what is it called? The Idaho Batholith. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, when I was doing my geological research and learning more about this, and there's that whole section that's, yeah, around like Chalice and through the Bitterroot. The Bitterroot Lobe is what it's called. But I haven't done like southern, southeast uh, Idaho at all. Yeah, it's funny you bring up Chalice because I was asking my mom, you know, oh, where did we go when we were kids? And she said, oh, I don't know if you remember. We used to go just in between Chalice and Salmon where I grew up. There was uh, an old man who had a farm, and you would park and hop his fence, and he had a <laughs> pool that you were allowed to use. Oh, my gosh. And I have so many memories as a kid of hopping that fence and going swimming with my family. And she said, whatever happened to that? And I was like, well, I'm sure he closed it. You know, I'm sure that's – it's a very different thing. When I was a kid, private land in Idaho, you were kind of allowed to, like, traipse around and, like, go on people's property, and that's a very different feel now. I don't recommend, obviously – Hopping anybody's fence and getting <laughs> mm -mm. into their hot springs these days. <laughs> Not recommended. Yeah. So let's talk rustic springs. Do you do a lot of that? Okay. Yeah. So these are the ones you have to work for a little bit more. Uh, yes, I do. Um, I had this, I think, I think we have the same book, Emma. Oh, we the, do. Uh, yes. Yeah. Complete Guide to Idaho Hot Springs. I'm holding it and flipping through it right now by Doug Roloff. Doug Roloff. I don't know how to say your name, Doug, but you but have great given book. me Thank you. <laughs> so many amazing recommendations. It's like, it's just, it's 
awesome. I would say like definitely my number one uh, resource that I go to because he's got like super detailed information. Like at mile marker 17, start to look for it and slow down. And yeah, then you'll see a like, rock shaped yeah. like a bear. There'll be three <laughs> horses at the corner. And <laughs> and he does ev- like he really hit everything in Idaho, I think. Like yes. he's literally like, okay, next to highway uh, 21 off of you know, Arrow Rock Dam Road, yes. you're going to see a puddle. <laughs> it's a foot across. And he really like hit every single one. Any favorites on those? Honestly, his descriptions are my favorite. Yeah. Okay. So I would say uh, for the the nearest that is, it isn't actually much work at all, but it is a rustic one. Um, it's not built up or anything like that, is uh, Pine Flats. Um, oh, off, I love Pine Flats. Yeah, off Highway 17. If I just want to get out of town, uh, but not do too much hiking, uh, but, you know, take a little little nature walk really to get to it. It's a campground. So once you park at the campground and then you start uh, making your way there, uh, I don't know, maybe it takes 20 minutes or something like that to walk, depending on how fast of a walk you are, what the what the trail looks like at the time. Um, but then you just have that amazing view of the yeah. South Fork of the Payette. I have some of my favorite memories, honestly, have been at that hot spring. It has gotten busier over the last few years, the last few times, even in the winter when we stopped to go, there were a ton of people that like, because sn- we would snowshoe in in the winter and other people started to pick up on that. And I was like, dang. And actually, that's a special spot for me. Alex and I had been uh, good friends for quite a while. And then we went up to that hot springs and we were sitting in there uh, skinny dipping naked. And I was like, oh, crap, am I in love with this guy? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, gosh. So that's always been a special spot for us. And, you know, you can sit, you can sit in the water, you can see the river. We sometimes see eagles and owls, so much wildlife. It's, It's a really, really special spot. If we're telling you about it, don't trash it, Boise. I swear to God. I know. I that know. is a really, really special one, though. Yep. Okay. What about you? Um, I think for Rustic Springs, one of my favorites has got to be Goldbug, which is up by Salmon. Oh, okay. It's a bit of a, a hike in as well. It's a couple of pools. It's uh, gorgeous, you know, just wooded area, just beautiful, a uh, little rough to get to in the winter, but that's probably one of my favorites. And then Bonneville. Have you been to Bonneville? Yes, I'm so glad that I have been there because I feel like you, you're you more advanced than I am, I would say. Um, but I have been to Bonneville and it was so awesome. That was That's also a favorite memory and kind of it, it, a little bit of work to get there, right? Yeah, I mean, you, you park, you can camp there, but and the springs are kind of spread out along the river there. In the winter, you do have to park down at the bottom and then snowshoe in, which is actually a real treat. It's very nice. And the pools are hot. They are real hot. Very hot. And it's so rewarding, right? I mean, that's the whole thing. Like, especially in the winter, like you're getting kind of sweaty under all your layers or maybe you're kind of cold and then you get there and hey, well, there's these amazing hot springs that are just waiting for you. And if, yeah, if you're lucky enough to be there by yourself too, that's even more special. Yeah. I really love to do, if you're brave enough, it feels great to go uh, hot springs river, hot springs river. Like it's very, it feels great for your system. Oh my gosh. Yes. I don't know if you've ever been to Boat Box, which if you've been to Stanley, is just north of Stanley, right off the road. Literally, you park right off the road, and there is a bathtub, someone's a giant tub, basically, uh, someone set up next to the river that fills with hot water. And it's not a bathtub, but it's a pretty large tub. And so you can fit like two or three people in there. So if you see a car there, leave people alone. Don't, don't you know, wreck somebody's nice time. But if there's no car, you can just hop out, jump in, have a nice soak real quick. And that's a pretty hot one also. 
Love that. Um, have you ever been to the Bear Valley Hot Springs? There's like the main fork of the salmon in the Frank Church. So like, oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's a fave too. That um, de- like camp at the campground and then uh, hike in a few miles. That one's really special as well. And yeah, takes a little bit of effort. Yeah, I really I really love that one. And I want to give a, a little shout out to I, I guess technically not a Rustic Springs, although I'm going to count it as one because. It's at quite a drive-in, and it's up Arrow Rock Road at Trend Springs Resort, which is just a tiny little motel in the middle of oh. nowhere. But they have these lovely little rooms that you have a hot tub on your deck, basically, or hot springs on your deck. Wow. And you can see out on the river. They're very private. Okay, I'm just curious, like, for things that have gone wrong. Uh, have you ever, like, gotten bitten by any of those little mites or anything like that? No, I have lived in terror of the, what are they yes. called? Spider mites? Red the spi- spider mites? Red spider yeah. mites, yes. I've lived in terror of those since I was a child because I was told <laughs> about them. I've never actually seen them. Um, I know they are a very real thing because I've, I've seen other people with bites and other people yeah. have encountered that. If you do get to a hot springs, this is what I was taught as a child. Uh, you stick your hand in first. And if you break the surface tension of the water, if there's mites, they will like skitter across. You will be able to see them. And don't get in the water if they're there. They bite and they're they're terrible little things. So I've never gotten bit, but I've definitely seen people who have had the bites. Yeah, same, same. I'm, I'm also very scared of them. So I'm being like paid close attention. But that's always, always a bummer when you're like, oh, I got to this hot spring. And then it's like, damn it. Yeah. The mites are there. Can't, the mites, can't, yeah. Can't get in. Um, what about like... You know, just showing up places. I mean, you have to just be aware of the temperature. Obviously, the pools, like that's something for people to know who are new to it is like they're always changing. So you can go back to a hot spring that you're used to and it could be totally different um, the next time you're there. So always being extra cautious before you hop in to make sure that the temperature isn't too hot um, and, you know, trying to find the pool. It's the right the right temp for you. Yeah, definitely. And also don't do a lot of maintenance. A lot Mm -hmm. of times, uh, unless you're an experienced hot springer and it's a spring you've visited many times, a lot of times I see people who uh, are clearly pretty fresh to Idaho or to the hot springs moving rocks around and digging holes. And you can really, really mess up a spring doing that. Yeah. If it's not somewhere that you're very familiar with, don't bring a shovel. Please don't move the rocks around. Even if you're like, oh, I could make this deeper. There are people who maintain and and keep the springs going. And if they haven't made it deeper, there's probably a good reason for that. I mean, I guess the big theme is like our hot springs, are they a victim of their own success? Like we've you know, made them so or they're so popular now that uh, can we even enjoy them? Do you feel like you can? It's it's definitely gotten harder in the last couple of years. Recently, when I went to a Springs out uh, on the way to Atlanta, there was a big group of people that showed up and they like set up speakers and they were like, you know, they were partying, which I get. I totally I understand that's what people want to do. But I think when you show up to a Springs, you have to kind of like do a vibe check. Yes. And if there are people already there, you kind of like match their tone. If people are already partying and I show up to a Springs, I'm like, okay, we're partying. But if I show, <laughs> if if I'm there and people show up and like we're quiet and we're just kind of having like a nice nature day, uh, it's a real bummer to have people show up and be like, you know, <laughs> driving ATVs around the parking lot and screaming and stuff. Um, like you said, they're such popular places, but I feel like in general, when you go to these places, it's sort of to like be in nature, to be quiet and be with yourself and relax. And I feel like 
people need to learn to really like respect that and also to respect capacity, you know? Like, yes. So, yeah. The last time I was at Pine Flats, we there were a few cars. We hiked over just to see what the deal was. And there were like seven to eight people in that pool. And I was like, ooh, this fits two mm-hmm. people. This yeah. is a two-person pool. So like respect the capacity. If you get somewhere, there's already people there. Gonna have to wait your turn. Gonna have to sit totally and wait for a little bit. Yes. Yes. Uh, if if you're in a pool and people show up, you know, an hour to to two hours is like an hour and a half is like you're done. It's not your turn yeah. anymore. Yeah. Look at how pruny your fingers are, and maybe yeah. <laughs> you know move move along so that other people can enjoy it. I think that's real. That's a really good tip because I've definitely been in situations where either I'm there and a bunch of people just show up, and I'm like, I literally just got here five minutes ago, so yeah. I'm going to be here for a little bit longer. And you know, communicating with them, be like, Hey, just got here, so give me like 20 more minutes at least, please. One of the cool things to me about growing up in Idaho was that like. You know, I can think of times where I was in one of the bigger pools as a kid and there were uh, there was a whole bunch of people there and everybody was from like very different walks of life. And there's like this very communal, which I feel like has somewhat been lost a little bit. Like, yeah, there was a communal atmosphere. People were there for the same reason. Everybody's relaxed. You know, like I, I miss kind of those days of just a bunch of, you know, people getting together and having a soak. Yeah, and the kind of uh, everybody's on the same page. Pack it in, pack it out. Leave the place better than wh- what you what you arrived in. Uh, yeah. When I was uh, looking at researching, like why they closed Kirkham, that was a huge piece of it. Was the trash, and you just need to take your trash with you. It's not a huge ask to be like ask to be like bring a bag with you, take whatever you bring, right. pack it back out, throw it away when you get home. Like we wouldn't be having 90% of the problems we're talking about with these hot springs if people would just be like, I am responsible for my own garbage. Agreed. It's a very small ask. And also I wanted to bring up because the last time um, I, I was in a bigger hot springs, um, somebody had brought bath bombs. What? Yes, I know. I would I, never think, never. Why I'm not would like you the most that? confrontational person, but I was like, Oh, yo, yo, you cannot put that in the water. Like, do not put that in the water. Wow. Um, and I think people c- think of it as a bathtub, and it definitely isn't. You can't uh-uh. bring shampoo. You can't bring soap, no bath bombs, no bath oils. Even stuff that says it's biodegradable is still really bad for the ecosystem. And, yeah, that uh, is bad bold. For the, and yeah, so don't do that. Idea. Don't bring any of that. Just <laughs> enjoy the water. <laughs> yes, just smell sulfuric, you know, like yeah. just just take in the minerals. And yes, it stinks. That's part of the yes, charm. It so. is. Yes. Go home, take a shower. But yeah, enjoy the fact that you're yeah experiencing something that's honestly totally unique to Idaho and so special. Okay, that's all for today here on CityCast Boise. Be sure to check out our website for more on how to enjoy Idaho's great outdoors. We'll be back tomorrow morning with your official guide to February. See you then.